And before we go on with the rest of this episode, I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. And recently, I was able to get a sponsorship from Ty Lopez. He's an internet marketer, an internet entrepreneur, an angel investor. And I want to say thank you because these episodes and this podcast would not be possible without our sponsors. And this is something I'm incredibly excited about. I mean, have you ever been so excited about something that you just your mind just starts buzzing and you have to tell someone about it? So that's what's happening to me. As I'm learning about how to add more streams of income from Ty Lopez's cash flow program. So that's cash flow, C-A-S-H-F-L-O-W-W. That's cash flow with two W's. And what he's been doing is he's been teaching me all about how to start a business without employees and startup costs. So you don't have to worry about all those fancy startup costs. You can get started right now. And how to build a brand on social media so you can earn an income from your brand. Whether you decide to start a podcast or whether you started a YouTube channel, I've done those things, yet even I am having the opportunity to learn more ways to earn an income. And also, you'll also learn why certain companies would rather pay everyday people, just like you and me, to promote their products and services. You don't have to be a celebrity. You don't Today, you don't have to be have a hundred thousand followers you can get started right now on starting your business without employees and you don't have to be super famous you can do this right from your very own home and basically he's teaching me all of these useful things to know about making money and I didn't realize how much potential there is right now on internet and I was also shocked to know about how easy it is to get started I mean, it used to be so time-consuming and expensive to start your own business. You'd have to worry about hiring an employee. You'd have to worry about starting, you know, some some corporations. And while those are some things you might want to consider down the road, getting started on the internet to start making money, earning income, earning an extra stream of income is incredibly simple. And Ty Lopez has created this amazing cash flow program. That's C-A-S-H-F-L-O-W-W with two W's. And... It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be time-consuming. It's all changed with that program. So trust me, you're going to want to check it out too. Now, here's what you can do is you're going to get a special offer if you go through and let them know that you were able to hear about his program through me. So here's a special link for you. That's cashflow.com slash yourlifeyourway. That's cashflow.com slash yourlifeyourway, C-A-S-H-F-L-O-W-W dot com slash Y-O-U-R-L-I-F-E-Y-O-U-R-W-A-Y. Again, that's cashflow.com with two W's slash yourlifeyourway. And let me know how it goes. You are not going to be disappointed. And with that, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be continuing on this with, with the rest of this episode. Great day, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Strategic Possibility Show, where we discuss success and growth to help you launch potential in your personal and professional life. My name is Emmett Ferguson, and I am your host. And I've got a, an exciting guest today here, my good friend, Michael Ursu. Thank you. And 
And how are you today, Mike? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm patiently waiting until the new year begins um, <laughs> so that, you know, I can begin my new resolutions and, uh, and get ready for 2021 because, uh, you know, we all made it right through 2020. So yeah, uh, there's nowhere to go, but up is what I'm hoping for. For sure. And if you're listening on the podcast right now, what you can't see is that uh, Mike has his his home studio behind him, which I, I think is absolutely fantastic because because this shows the the power of like you know taking your career into your own hands, you know, finding the opportunities to be able to you know manage your own um, I guess opportunities as well. And we're going to be talking about some of those topics from, you know, expert advice from Mike, you know, he's been doing voice acting work and all sorts of great things. So, you know, hence the studio. And to get started, Mike, can you share a little bit about, you know, your, your starting journey into, I guess, entertainment? Like, what was that like before you even, you know, built your first, you know, mini studio and all that? <laughs> sure. Uh, so I, I was born and raised in Queens and I came out to college here. I went to Occidental College in Eagle Rock for music composition. But then after college, I found myself in a band with some L.A. Uh, musicians who were also actors. And they said, hey, why don't you give acting a shot? So my first gig on set was a, an extra in like a comedy club scene. And all I had to do was pretend to laugh for 50 bucks for, I think it was three hours. And I got fed lunch and I was like, wow, this pays better than being a musician. Uh, at least <laughs> yeah. to me in LA. Uh-huh. Uh, Cause in LA, it's really hard to, uh, with the music scene here. That's a different story though. But so that's pretty much how I got my leg into the world of, uh, you know, TV and film. And, and ever since then, uh, you know, I've, I've always been a go-getter and I've, I audited a few acting classes here and there and everyone's always talking about, oh, my manager this, my agent that. I'm like, that's interesting because uh, I just learned from people on set, oh, what casting sites do I use? Um, and I just, I do it myself. So to me, that was always weird. The idea of having somebody else manage my career at this point, you know, when I can take things into my own hands. Uh, anyway, so that's yeah. pretty much how I got started into that whole thing. Well, thanks for giving that because that gives some insight, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to like start with, you know, you get into acting, but you didn't necessarily have to start in that field, um, you know, with that, that music history and you just finding the opportunities that you came along the way. Is that like how it came about or? Absolutely. Yeah. I think music uh, definitely helped acting, you know, in my class. I took this Zoom class a few months ago because I'm like, well, I, you know, I have to keep up the acting skills because, you know, you have to keep up the acting skills. And uh, in class, we were learning, um, uh, you know, we learned so much and um, we learned that music is, is very helpful with the rhythm and timing and stuff like that. And if you think about like the anacrusis, like the beat before the actual song happens, that happens in acting too, you know? So the two were almost like, uh, uh, music was a nice segue into acting. Um, that's for sure. And, mm-hmm. uh, I just love to perform. So, you know, the fact that I could get paid to perform in front of just a small group of people, you know, like performing live on film and, you know, and on camera is definitely different than performing on a stage. But I was like, wow, this is so much easier than having to prep, you know, 12, 16 songs for an audience that you can't even pull in a city like this. 
Yeah. So I just found especially a lot now. more. Su- yeah, especially now. Oh my God, especially now. Well, I mean, even with acting too, but they have a lot of you know UG stuff, uh, UGC stuff nowadays, which stands for user generated content. So now they're going to pay you the same actor rate, right? But then now they're going to charge you. They're going to pay you the same actor rate, but they want you to be the director and they want you to be the stylist and they want you to be the, the lighting person. Um, Etc. So there are still gigs out there, but I mean, I I definitely love the community of acting uh, more than than music, which always felt a little bit competitive to me. Right on, and I, I love that you brought that up because, uh, you know, with acting with a band, you know, you have that element of okay, you're the band, and then you try to get those gigs. But as an actor, it's like everybody's got to have fill all those roles. You know, you got actors that can fill the director role if you're working together on a project or you know working as a team as opposed to bands they record by themselves is that the area that you were in or yeah i mean a little bit i um what's what's really interesting is that both my uh fellow bandmates were uh fairly accomplished actors while we were in the band um unfortunately the band broke up but uh you know being in a band you, you kind of know who the director is because it makes itself obvious you know it's usually the singer or maybe the guitarist is like the director and then everyone else falls into their own roles so i i think being in a band definitely helped with me uh you know jumping to being on a set um and especially in a band where i learned you know okay i'll step up to be a leader sometimes and then it's like okay i'll step up to be support sometimes you know so it's interchangeable and if you have that open mind where you can be interchangeable you can be a leader sometimes and you can also step back and let someone else take the charge uh you know it's all beneficial towards that so very nice and earlier you you mentioned this idea and i i liked it uh this idea of managing your career and that area so what and and also i i really like that you brought up this idea of where you can find information you know in in the streets when you're in the game you know yeah like being on set and actually hearing from firsthand experience like what to do so there's this whole concept of being actually like doing the work and then doing your research that way versus just listening to like someone tell you about it yeah So, so that's great and what was what would you say is like something that you know, you had to discover by doing, by, you know, just doing the research, by connecting with people, as opposed to just listening to someone give you advice all day long. I will tell you this. Uh, I think I've come to learn that uh, most people don't really know what they're doing. Um, and I think once you start to realize that, it, it really frees you up. It, it, it opens you up to all the possibilities because I didn't know that I was doing the right path. I mean, I thought I... I have high expectations of myself. So when I was, you know, self-managing, when I am self-managing my career, I'm like, well, you know, is this right? What if is what I'm doing right? But it 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 always felt right to me. And uh, you know, I've, I've I've booked jobs. I usually book jobs like once, twice a month, all because I spend an hour a day on casting sites, um, applying and doing self tapes. That's even more time. But I just kind of took my initiative, I, I took the initiative in my own hands, uh, which I found very weird with other LA actors I met because they always re- talked about, you know, stories with their managers and agents. I'm like, well, I book all my own gigs. Like, I keep all my own money. And, uh, and transitioning into voice acting, you know, I'm looking for representation now, but I, f- I feel like I'm just 
I feel like nowadays in the new acting world, you have to just do the work real. You have to do a lot of work before you find the right person who's going to manage or uh, rep your career. It's almost like that with music too. Like you have to have the 10,000 fans already um, before a manager looks at you because I mean, you know, if they didn't have the gatekeeping um, and what I mean by that is on certain casting sites, they managers and agents can see a list that you can't. So if they didn't have that, then I, I don't know why I would want to work with them because I'm perfectly fine auditioning myself and applying and doing research and updating my own headshots and updating my resume all the time. I'm perfectly fine doing that myself. So I don't know. I, I feel like it's, it's being pushed now. You know, if you're starting out actor or creative person, you just have to do a lot of legwork. Uh, in the beginning, you have to do a lot. Like I'm talking like maybe like three to five years of it, really, before you should find somebody because no manager or agent's gonna really wanna pull from, from you know the small pond um, unless you have something really incredible. But those are outliers, you know? So I really do believe that you have to do the, the legwork for yeah. the first three, five years. Yeah. And I think on the other side, when you were talking about the outliers, you know, we like to think that outliers are like somehow overnight successes, but those outliers also happen to often be, you know, people that have put in the legwork over exactly. you know, a certain amount of years. Exactly. I, I love this uh, show, American Horror Story. And I, this, this one breakout actor, uh, Cody Fern, I'm like, man, this guy's really good. I like his acting. And, and I, I immediately look up the IMDb of any actor I even remotely like. I'm like, you know, if, if I, feel like I, I like them a little bit, I will look them up immediately because I want to know their story. I want to know how, how long it took them. And uh, this guy was 30, and he's been acting for 10 years in Australia. And he finally got his big break, you know, on a big show like American Horror Story with Ryan Murphy. So um, that seemed like an overnight success to me because I had never seen the guy, but he'd been doing his, you know, legwork, working in theaters and uh, booking shorts and stuff like that. So... Yeah, it's gonna be it's it's gonna take a lot of time. I think the the one problem that a lot of Hollywood actors have is that they think it's gonna happen immediately, but it's kind of like a really big marathon. Like, a, you know, I'm imagining my head a three to four decade marathon here, cause like you know, is it gonna be work when we're 60, 70? It might to our creaky bones, but I'm gonna still love <laughs> acting at that age, right? So yeah. why do I need to rush into like? A, you know, a big thing. Why do I need to rush into fame right now? I can take things at my own pace. I can manage my own career. Um, yeah, that's how I feel about that. Also, and speaking of creaky bones, you know, I was I was uh, uh, on a <laughs> set the other day, and there was there was an entire set of like twenty background actors who you know had to fill a scene for I think it was like you know an older crowd. So uh -huh. you know, there's definitely projects. And, you know, I think when we reach a point when, uh, you know, we'll be able to have and find those types of opportunities as they become more popular online or whatever. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I've been on a few sets actually since August. Um, and some sets have been safer than others. Um, and some sets haven't and haven't been worth it. But, you know, I, I, I was just so like desperate for, you know, actor communication and just, interacting with people. When I moved into voice acting, you know, lucratively, that keeps me propped up. But um, spiritually, like, it's just me. You know, I, I just, I do the voice for 30 seconds, a minute, maybe two minutes, maybe 10. And that's it. And I message the client, they like it, good, they pay me. And that's about it. But I miss the, uh, 
you know, the human interaction part of acting. That's what really drew, drew me into uh, that community. Yeah, and I earlier you brought up this point about, you know, fi- booking these, these few jobs a month. And yeah. I think most people, you know, who aren't familiar with the industry, you know, they'll go in and they'll be like, what, a, a few jobs? But that takes a lot of legwork. Can you share a little, just, a, you've got a studio behind you. Can you share yeah. just a little bit of like <laughs> what that take, paint the picture for, you know, anybody that's listening, the, the amount of effort that that means to actually book those jobs. Sure. So uh, like I said before, if you're starting on acting, you know, you got to drop almost like a, a grand because you're starting a business, right? Because you're an actor. Acting is a business. You are your business. You are your brand. Whatever you look like, that's your business. So you got to drop in probably a grand to start with the headshots and applying to all the casting sites. And then you got and then you got to go on those casting sites like an hour, an hour and a half a day, five days a week, Monday to Friday. I mean, that's not even that much. People work like, you know, 40 hour jobs a week. Um, the, the sad thing about acting though, is that you can't put that much time into it because the opportunities aren't there yet starting out. But if you put as much time as you can into it, casting yourself and doing the self tapes, uh, it's going to start to pay off. I've been doing this for about four to five years, and only in my fourth year did I become SAG eligible. Um, so, I mean, that was a lot of, like, I've been rejected thousands of times. I, I don't even remember. When I click submit on a, a project, I, don't, I, I, I forget it immediately because I can't deal with that, you know, baggage in my head. Oh, did I get this project? Did I get that project? I, I forget it. And then a friend's like, oh, so did you get the Nerf project? I'm like, the, the what? Ah, oh, damn, you reminded me, you know? Uh, so it's kind of like, uh, it's four to five years of just like a, a headstrong attitude and just doing it every day, man. And, and I know when I don't do it every day because then the, the emails stop. So you can always work harder than the other person here in this town. And casting sites have uh, made that a really, uh, like a possibility. And it's possible to sustain yourself now, especially during this pandemic, with just acting or voice acting. Um, are you going to, you know, be in the green as a starting actor? Not yet. But are you going to be able to break even? It's absolutely possible. And, and that's all before even getting like a real manager or an agent, you know? So um, that's how I feel about that. Um, I do recommend you have to love yourself. That's really how you're going to get ahead. I love the sound of my voice. So getting into voice acting was... A natural for me, and, and and I was I was lucky enough to have the sound engineering skills from college, so that I could set up my little home studio here, and I know exactly which audio interface to buy, which DAW to use. I use Logic Pro. I have a lot of isotope plugins. I highly recommend those for noise cleanup because we all live in well, most of us live in this noisy city, um, and I was lucky enough to have that education to guide me into you know I had to do something, man. I had to. <laughs> You know, be creative somehow. And, and I was shooting uh, a bunch of sketches with my comedy group, but it was getting tough, like the remote ideas, you know, the remote shooting ideas we had. It was like getting a little bit, eh, so we, we kind of stopped. So I needed to do something else. Like if you're not acting, you're, that's it. Like then you're not acting. You're, you're not working on, on your craft or career and someone else is going to step in and they're going to they're gonna beat you. That's kind of the uh, – I grew up with a, uh, a Russian – swim teacher and she just 
made us feel horrible. So now I have this idea in my <laughs> yeah, head just, that I have voice. to work so hard. Yeah, like if I don't do my flip turn, I have to do 100 squats. Um, so so in my head, I, I just had this idea. Yeah, I have to work. Otherwise, someone else is going to overtake me. And that's absolutely true in Hollywood. And you brought up so many great things there. It's that there's also that competitive spirit that you have that also, you know, is a driver. And I, I think we see a lot of people on, you know, through this, industry or whatever and you notice a lot of people say that they want to do things but you know you ask them a year later and they are still talking about the things that they want to do like you know simple things like yes. saying, start a studio a little studio at home or you know i'm gonna get myself a microphone someday or you know yes yeah and uh i i mentioned it before but i heard a lot of that coming from um, acting classes and you know it's great to be in class I, I I highly doubt that the best actors of our generation like you know De Niro and Meryl Streep I bet they still go to class so class is very important I'm not knocking class but it's easy to get stuck in the rut of being in a class especially when there's no end goal most LA coaches most LA acting coaches don't have an end goal after usually the third or fourth month if you're still in the class they'll start to repeat things that you've heard and it's just like oh you're on autopilot now, you know? So I love my teacher, Demeter Marinov. He was great. He was in the green book. He played the cellist in the green book alongside uh, Mahershala Ali. And I loved his class. It was a six week course. There was actually an end in sight. Um, so it's easy to get stuck in a complacent area, but if you just, you know, what I, I've always wanted to succeed, right? And I've always wondered like, man, how did they do this in the 70s, 80s? They had to like mail, like you had to really depend on your manager or agent back then, right? Because you had to yeah. mail in stuff to the studios and, and they would have, you know, they would take a look. But now it's just, man, we have so much power in our hands that we, we, we don't need a middleman, but unfortunately the middlemen aren't giving up their position that easily. So, you yeah. know. Um, I mean, there's definitely, I, I think on the, on that part, you know, there's definitely certain levels that require, you know, having that, that element, because, you know, when you're negotiating huge contracts, if you're the artist, you got to be loved, but if you're the negotiator, right. you know, nobody wants to deal with the negotiator. So that's absolutely right. And, and my manager has, has expressed to me, uh, Hey man, let me do that for you. It's like your, your job is to be the cheerleader, right? Cause yeah. you know, we get a gig in the mail, in the mail. Right. And, and we have to be like, Oh man, I love this project so much. It sounds so awesome. We're going to do such a good job. Can you just send the contract to my, my manager, please? You know, don't let the money be in your hands, but it, it's hard to navigate that when you are managing yourself. Right. So sometimes you have to be kind of headstrong about it. Like I still have some voiceover payments and it's been like two, three months now and I have to keep emailing them like, Hey, just checking in on payment, you know, which sucks because I just want to be the artist. Right. But then again, I want to manage my own career right now, you know? So. Yeah, for sure. And I, there's, there's you touched on so many great ideas here. And one other Thank idea you. that you brought up that I think is so powerful is this idea that, you're able to transfer this knowledge that you had from your uh, music school to, and knowing all the technical elements of sound and everything. So yeah. that's hugely powerful. And, you know, so in, in understanding that, was it, was that transition more organic? Like, Oh, I have these skills. So, you know, let me, I'm just falling into this place. Or is it like, you know, I got these skills and I, I know it work here. So let me do this. Or does that make sense? Like, yeah, absolutely. Well, it came, 
I mean, it came out of necessity, really. Um, I I just knew I I needed to get working again. You know, after May June, I was like, oh man, I got I I got to get back into acting somehow. And so I was really just fortunate enough to have those skills. And, and what's nice about acting is that, um, you know, people are always like, oh, how do I get better at acting? Some people suggest, oh, I watch films or movies or, or TV and stuff like that. But I really don't think it's that. I really think acting, if you want to be a great actor, you have to be a great human being and you have to just be a great observer of life. And I just happened to luck out with, um, you know, the sound engineering skills but, you know, if you have skills in anything else, Hollywood is looking for special skills. Um, I, guitar is what got me into, uh, you know, was is what got me my SAG E status. Um, and, you know, what's so crazy about that. I had my friend audition with me, too. He's a flute player. And the role was for a, a, a funny Irish Hobbit cover band for Tim Heidecker, who's this crazy adult swim comedian. And what's so crazy is that he's not even an actor and he got saggy too because his special skill was flute. So, you know, you have a guy like me coming, you know, four years, like, I, I want to get into SAG. And then this guy's <laughs> like, oh, I don't even care about acting. And he gets a SAG, uh, saggy status uh. too, you know? So, like, it, uh, so, so what I want to say is that it sounds cliche, but it's really who you know. And that guy knew me and I knew him. And I knew that if we auditioned together, we would get the role and we did. So, um, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So, man, well, I guess has he? Did he thank you, or is he just like, oh, well? Uh, well, he cool, likes that saggy. guy. He, li he likes Tim Heidecker too, but yeah, he doesn't even realize the scope of it. And his sister was like, "Don't be dumb, like, because she works at Oracle and they work with SAG." And she's like, "Don't be dumb, like, you could be an actor." And but he doesn't really want to do that. So, oh, um, wow! I just so thought he, it's so funny, you know, because some people is. work so hard uh -huh. to get to break into the industry and <laughs> it's. You know, this guy just happened to know me, so. Um, That's great, man. You're but, a career maker. <laughs> hey, but, but to go back to the original point, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's who you know and, and it's your skills. It's your special skills. And I, I happen to have sound engineering as a special skill. And, you know, that allowed me to transition into voice acting pretty smoothly. But any special skill you have, I'm sure they're looking for it somewhere in Hollywood, somewhere. Fantastic. And, you know, you've been in the game for a while. I've here for yeah. four, year, uh, four or five years plus. Yeah. And you, you came in with this knowledge of like sound backgrounds. You got a great voice, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> you're, you're awesome <laughs> in networking. And now you've got this studio behind you. So, yes. for, and so clearly like it takes many years to like reach that level, but for anybody, Absolutely. you know, starting, if you had the opportunity to like mentor them or share like some tidbits of advice, do they yeah. need everything that you're doing or, you know, how can they get how can they ramp up if they're willing to listen and take your, your advice? So, well, what I recommend is, you know, I, I, I touched on this before, but if you're starting out, um, this is a business, right? It's not, it's, it's, it could be a hobby to some. And I've met a lot of extras on set where it's definitely just a hobby and just some extra money to get. But if you really love the craft of acting, then you have to treat this like a business, right? So you have to invest in your business and don't be afraid to invest in yourself. I've, you know, I, when, when I see $750 for a class, I'm like, God, God damn it. But then I see it's being taught by Terry Berland, who's one of the best VO actors, acting teachers in the game. Then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This is great. Cause I will just make this money back eventually. You know, I, I paid, I, I took headshots with Dana Patrick and I made, I think that was 750 for four shots. I, I only used two or three anyway, but I made that money back dude in like two, three months. 
I knew it because uh, I believed in myself. So my recommendation, starting out, believe in yourself. Don't be afraid to invest in yourself. Re that's a huge point. Um, get on all the casting sites, Actors Access, Backstage, LA Casting. You could get on Casting Frontier, but at that point, all those gigs start like circling each other. Like they start appearing on the same sites. Um, get on all those sites. Start building a reel. Start sh if you can't build a reel, shoot something with your friends. There are so many fake scripts out there online. I, I, I could look up a mail on mail dialogue and I could find a great dialogue scene and I could shoot that with my friend. You know, the, the people are, love making excuses. Oh, I don't have an agent yet. I don't have a manager yet. No, you, you can do it, man. It's, it's, it's all in our hands. We have the power in our hands. And it's so incredible because I, I have only paid like my manager and agents who have had these four or five years, I've only paid them like a couple hundred bucks because they don't book my gigs. I do. So <laughs> um, if, if you want it, go out and get it because you can, you, you can get it. You know, when it comes to like joining SAG and then that part of the career, I'm not there yet. So I can't give advice on that. But as a, you know, th this is, you can make this a really awesome part-time hustle and almost full-time career as someone who's non-union. It's possible because I, I did it myself. I just wanted it really bad and I applied every day. Um, and I got the gigs over my, uh, you know, over the other actors. So, mm -hmm. and that's amazing. I love that you're saying that you don't have to, you know, have that, like, like, uh, you don't have to be in the union to like start working today to get into it, to, you know, start making a living. And, you know, I think that just speaks to this idea of just taking your career into your own hands in, in so many ways. And it's so powerful. And you also meant, Oh, you look like you're about to say something. Oh, no, I, I was going to agree with you 100%. And uh, what, you know, sometimes people don't want to take their own career into their own hands because they're like, well, what do I do? Well, guess what? Nobody knows what they're doing. And they're just offering you advice. And, and they're just seeing if the, you know, if the, the, the shit, when it hits the wall, is, is it going to stick? <laughs> right. You know, that's, that's it. Like, that's what everyone in this town is doing, man. And maybe some people know a little bit more than others. But what I've seen is that everyone just doesn't really know what to do. Um, but if you take the first step and if you take action, then people will start to notice. Um, I remember mm -hmm. I booked a, a gig on backstage. It was a Raising Cane's industrial and it paid very well. Um, I wish it was a national. That would have been awesome. But I love that fast food brand. And I remember I got the gig and 10 minutes later, I sent the self tape in and the guy was like, wow, th thank you for the really quick reply. We're going to get back to you in a few days. And he said, all right, man, you booked the gig. And I asked him on set, I'm like, hey, so what made me book the gig? And he's like, well, you responded really quickly and your headshots were just on point and your self-tape was great and funny. So we had no other choice but you. So I remember that, you know? And <laughs> yeah. why was that? It's because I, I wanted it really bad. I didn't need it, but I wanted it really bad and I let them know. And I took the initiative and I just applied for it immediately, you know? So things like that go a long way in this town, especially when everyone's very flaky here. They don't send stuff in on time. They don't come to set in on time, you know? So if you're just one of those people that is just a go-getter, people react to that. I really, I really do think they do. Incredible. And so uh, you've touched on some great things here. You know, investing in yourself was one. Yes. I, I, I'd like to hear more about, and I, I think it would be very helpful. And also this other area of, you know, not just being in the right place at the right time, but, you know, that, that timing of managing your time, making sure that, you know, you're prepared to 
receive those opportunities and to deliver on, you know, what the goods are. So uh, very good, good point. And this idea of investing in yourself. So yeah, what, what does that mean to you? Like, how does someone decide like, oh, what is investing myself versus just like, you know, I'm, I'm splurging on something. How do you okay. know? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, when you invest in yourself, you start to uh, gain more either material things like maybe a new guitar or like uh, some, some new acting lessons or whatever you get something in return. And, and, and there is a return. That's the point. So when you invest in yourself, there is a return and you trust yourself that there's going to be a return. If I was like a, a hesitant actor, I wouldn't be really willing to spend like what, $750 on headshots. Like, oh, that's a lot. Like maybe I could get $250 ones, right? But then what if the $750 headshots would have got you in the door and would have paid for it immediately in two, three months like it did for me. And then after that, you have an amazing high quality product available to you for free. Right. And that's just part of your brand. That's just part of your business. You know, it's like owning a warehouse and getting more and better equipment um, over and over again. Right. So that's what investing in yourself really means. Um, yeah. So I, I wouldn't be hesitant to splurge on something. Even when I see like some noise cleanup software deals online, I don't think twice anymore. I'm just like, oh, will this help me in my career? Absolutely. Boom. Click done. 60 bucks, Amazing. 80 bucks, 200 bucks. Doesn't matter. Cause you know what? I'm going to make that money back with one gig or two maybe. And after that, I just have this new thing right in my arsenal. So it's and about I, building your arsenal, right? Yeah. And you, you touched on something. I think that's even deeper, you know, as opposed to, you know, just looking at these as material things to realize that, excuse me, that if you are in, you know, if you're prepared, if you have that confidence and belief in your career, you know, you're not going to be sitting back and saying, oh, well, is it going to work? You know, because the moment you start to have that doubt is the moment that you start to lose compared to, you know, someone that has the experience that knows how they're going to, you know, get that return on their investment in themselves. So I, I really like that you brought that up. Yes, and absolutely. Yes. Uh, in, in LA, um, there are a lot of people here who might be well, you know, before the pandemic, in my experience, there was some people here who would be a little bit jealous of, of your success, you know, as a, um, oh, as an actor who doesn't really rely on their manager or agent to get them jobs. So there, there's a little bit of jealousy um, that goes with that. Uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. What was the... Yeah, well, this idea of, you know, when you're investing in yourself, you're not like, you know, if you're, if you don't feel confident in what you're doing, you're not going to yes. invest in yourself. Oh yes. I was going to say, don't let the people bring you down. Don't let naysayers bring you down. When it comes, when you're sharing your goals and your dreams and things you want to do, some people are like, oh, well, how are you going to do that? And like those people like push them away. That's not cool. They should be like asking, oh, how can I help you with that? You know, instead mm -hmm. of, um, naysaying on you, uh, so you just have to be really confident in yourself. And I, I've always been 100%. I've, I've always been maybe sometimes too confident in myself. And then the, the big gig comes my way, the big self-tape. And, you know, I don't get it. But I, I, I've always liked my, uh, my confidence because people like confident people. Uh, you know, and, and most uh, casting agents, they want you to get the job, right? So why wouldn't you walk in the room looking like and feeling like a million bucks, you know? Um, just, just be confident and personable and you will make it far. Don't be petty and jealous. Right on. Beautiful message. 
And also, so as, as I'm listening, the, one of the biggest questions is, you know, you've, you've spoken about so many great things in terms of, you know, that career development, that self-management and all of that. Yeah. And also, can you give a little bit of insight, you know, just into like the day in the life of a successful audition or like a, a project that you booked? How do you, you know, prepare yourself? What type of, what type of, you know, how to for, for, for anyone. Who wants sure. To know. Okay. I'm going to, this is going to be a two-parter. I'm going to make it quick though. It's cool. two-parter because I have to do one for acting. I have to do one for, for voice acting. We're going to do the voice acting one first. So when you're a voice actor, you're sitting at home, it's, I don't know, eight, 9 AM, 10 AM. You're just chilling on the couch doing whatever. And then you see on your email voice thing comes in. Uh Oh, run to the studio. I already have logic pro set up to record all I have to do because the, the lesser steps you have to do something, the more, um, you know, interested you'll still be. So if I had to set up every time I would begin to hate voice acting. Cause it's like, I have to set up every time. So my studio is just ready to go. It's always plugged into logic pro. So I get up, I, 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 I read the script. I do it. I immediately send it out. Boom. And then the waiting process begins, but you do that about 15, 20 times a day. Right. So you wake up with like five to eight to start. And then over the course of the day, you get like five, 10 more. And you do that five times a week, Monday to Friday. And eventually you book one or two gigs a week and it starts to add up. Um, and then with acting, of course, it's a little bit different, but you know, you get the, you get the sides and you're so excited to read them. And then in your head, you think, Oh, who am I going to audition with? Right. Cause I want to audition with somebody awesome for this role. You think about that. You let it sit with you for maybe like a week or two. And then you bust out the self tape. Um, and then you just wait. And my number one tip is just forget the gig. Once you hit send on the self tape or you click submit on the voice acting sites, just forget it. It's, it never existed. Cause then you're going to get a pleasant surprise when they email you back saying, Hey, you're invited to our callback. Otherwise you're just going to get so sick and tired of the uh, constant rejection. I mean, like I said, man, like, you know, I do it, the voice acting like 20 times a day and maybe I book one or two gigs a week. So that's a hundred gigs. I'm that's like 98 gigs. I'm not booking. Right. And if I had any sympathy, if I had any like emotion for those gigs, I'd probably be beating myself up a lot more. Um, So I, oh, another tip for, for day in the life. Don't think, just do. If you start thinking, oh, I'm not right for this role. That's it. You've already ruined it, man. You've already ruined it. Just do it. Just go out and do it. Oh, they're looking for a SAG actor whatever. Just do it. Just go and do it. Just be who you are. They want to see who you are. They're rooting for you. They always are rooting for you. Those are my tips. Amazing. <laughs> I feel so inspired now, truly. Woo! And here's one thing that like, I'm just like, this is amazing because, you know, you shared exactly how you do it. You know, the exact step-by-step that you do basically. And what yeah. I think is so powerful is when you're talking about the business, you've got literally got a system like working for you. You know, you've got the system and this process. And I don't think, well, I, I know that doesn't come with just, you know, a couple of days or even a year of experience in the industry. It comes with, you know, years of putting into effort. So for, for, you know, you listening, just, I think to comprehend that, you know, to, to it is super powerful to realize that how effective the system is years and years of, you know, honing in. 
it's years of this habit. It's just years of getting up and doing the castings. And some days I feel great. And some days I really don't. But if I know that I don't submit anything that day, I'm not working for myself. And if, and if I was an employee at my own brand and I own the brand, I wouldn't want my employees not working. They, they just show up and they don't work. <laughs> so I've, uh, you know, after, you know, what is it, like 27 days, something becomes a habit. I mean, it's just a habit for me now, you know. When I don't see anything in my inbox, I'm like, oh, okay, that's because I haven't been doing the work. And then I get on my, on myself. You know, I'm not too hard on myself, but I do get on myself sometimes. I'm like, you got to put in the hard work. Um, and and, and I, it used to be hard work, but now it's just smart work. I, I know exactly what to do. I know exactly. I look at the price tag. I look at the role. I look at the description. Is the casting agency legit? I can do that very fast now for like, you know, 20, 30 auditions a day. Um, it's just, it's just time. It's just time. That's phenomenal. And you know, th this idea of like being almost like an athlete, an athlete that can spot, like, you know, where a person's running, decide like how to move and like yes. throw the ball to, but like, you're able to spot those things just from that experience. So that's wonderful. And, um, you know, this has been a, an amazing podcast. So I want to thank you for jumping on here. If someone was listening to this, what was, what would be the best way to find your content or see some of your work or, you know, just reach out to you? Well, I, I'm kind of, I'm not taking a huge break on social media, but I do have uh, the socials. I'm on Instagram uh, at Maku Music. That's M-A-K-U Music. Uh, I post funny stuff and some music things every now and then. I've been kind of focusing on, you know, myself now, but I, I want to get back with the socials eventually in the new year. And I'm on TikTok as well. You can find me uh, at at Michael.Ursu. I got uh, 22,000 followers on there. So pretty big deal. But uh, <laughs> like I said, I've been kind of focusing just more on, uh, you know, making the living uh, rather than, than, than putting out a bunch of content. But um, I want to definitely want to get back on, on that grind soon. So. Yeah. And that's, that's amazing too. Cause you know, realizing that you are work, what's, what's working versus just putting stuff on social media, you know? So. Yeah. Cause if you, ha if you're putting stuff on social media, you have to have a game plan. Uh, like you can't just put it out randomly. I've learned that with my band. You can, we can't just do stuff randomly. Everything has to have like a deadline. I remember re releasing a single of mine um, called Send My Love. I go by the artist named Maku. And I made like a countdown, like a 10-day countdown. I posted for 10 days and then I released the song. And I had a few friends say to me like, wow, I was really with you on that journey. So I'm like, oh, cool, great. Well, I guess every time I release a song, I have to now, you know, make like a mini marketing campaign for it. So, um, and, and, and the stuff on TikTok, you know, I, I don't want to be a TikTok star, but I do believe that it's important as an actor or shall I say an entertainer to be everywhere, you know, uh, and to entertain people. And I did entertain people on that platform for a little bit. So I don't regret that. Um, but it's, yeah, it's important to be everywhere, but it's also important to have a game plan. It's like, okay, how, how many times a week am I going to release stuff? Uh, what am I going to release? You know, how are people going to perceive this? I'm always thinking about stuff like that, but then usually I get overwhelmed and then I don't do anything. So <laughs> I have to get out of that mindset, you know, so it's overwhelming, man. It's overwhelming. All right. Fantastic. And all of uh, Maku Music's information is going to be in the description. So check that out. Check Big them gamut. out. Hell and yes. thank you and have a wonderful day, everybody. Yes. Have a wonderful day, people. Bye-bye. Thank you.
Oh, 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 oh,